Hi, welcome to Agora Community Radio, the podcast for artists in the animation industry who want to listen and learn on the go. This episode is from our Q&A sessions, where David and Brent answer questions from the audience and also any questions from our social media followers. You can always head on over to our website, agora.community, to watch the full video, or if you just want to listen to what we think are the most interesting bits and pieces of these conversations, you can listen to the Agora Bytes clips on this channel. And now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Hello, welcome back. Big surprise. I'm here for another Q&A on a Tuesday evening. Uh, David is in the uh, eagerly waiting on the sidelines for me to bring him in. I'm not going to be around the bush. We're just going to jump right into it. You know the drill. You got questions, we got answers. So uh, break out the uh, the notepads with all those burning questions that are in your brain and we'll uh, see what we can do about that. David, come on in here, bud. Hello. <laughs> It's an exp. That's an expedited. That's my expedited <laughs> intro. I'm trying out a different. You know. You know. It's, how do you yeah. like it? Do you like it's good? I, I like the new short and sweet version of. Hey, short let's get this started. Let's Come on. Just freaking, <laughs> let's just jump into it, baby. Okay, so um, I, I I have something to admit. I don't actually. I'm just trying to dig up the um, the uh, the, uh, the question list. Yes, I'm trying to find it. For some reason, I can't. It's uh. It's get, a good uh, thing might... that I have it. Although, if we want you to put those questions at the bottom of the screen, yeah, yeah. The screen, I should. Let me do this here and send you this little link that should have appeared. I could probably Slack. find it. Oh yeah, is it in the? Um... Okay, it's in Slack now. Perfect. Thank you. There you go. So actually, last week we didn't even have time to go. Nope. In any of the. Uh, we did not. The uh, backlog of questions that, that we had. So let's see how it goes uh, yeah. today. Let's roll and, the dice, um, baby. Yeah, exactly. So let's see. Let, let's give maybe a 10 second to see if chat has anything yeah, yeah. specific to ask. Uh, yeah. If not, we'll go with one that we had from the uh, backlog and maybe it'll inspire a few more questions from chat afterwards. Chat, you've been challenged. Bring the questions. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Actually, let, let's start with uh, the first one. Do you have the uh, the, the list with yep. you? I got it. I got it now. Yeah. Thanks for the link. All right. So I'll, I'll start with the uh, first one Do that it. we have above, which is this is coming from chat from a previous stream, but I don't know who exactly. So it's an anonymous uh, question. So and it's pretty simple. How to become a lead? <laughs> That's if only that... it was so easy. Yeah, exactly. That's a good one. Uh, mm. Well, you know, fortunately enough, we both had the opportunity to be uh, promoted to lead position mm. uh, ourselves. Uh, we had opportunity to promote lead ourselves yeah. and see a lot of our peers becoming lead over time. Uh, we could bring this one in many different directions. Uh, but I would say one, I can probably for the first part of my uh, answer, just rely on my own experience. Um, I don't remember, there's no, there's actually one time in my career that I remember that I felt uh, I, uh, I wanted to be a lead on a production and I asked for it and it happened. But all the other times, I, I, I think I got maybe five uh, moments that I got promoted to a, a lead position. And all the other times, I did not really look for it at all. I, I just <clears throat> naturally acted as a, a lead and 
it's been recognized. And how do you act uh, as a lead? You're well, first of all, first of all, you are reliable, you're autonomous, you help people around you, you build little tools that are going to make everyone more efficient. Uh, you are uh, ahead of time with your uh, delivery, you help production, you're, you're basically doing everything a, 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 a lead would be uh, expected to, to do. And you don't, you, you don't ask for anything. And, and at some point, it's being recognized and uh and then the, if there's an opportunity on a production to be promoted uh, as a lead or if there's someone leaving if there's a new position or maybe it's the next production at least in my experience most of the time even with those i saw around me you just act as a um, as someone is in a leadership position and eventually ideally you don't want to ask for it it's, it's coming because of your action yeah. what do you think uh, I would, I, it's, I, I take this sort of a, a swell. Well, hey, 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 let me try that all over Good. again. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> moving on. You broke my brain with that question. I can't, I can no longer operate. <laughs> I should just go to bed. Um, what I was going to say is I would ask, I would, I would answer this question by asking a question and that is why? Because one thing I, I'll be, I'll be completely frank with you. Um, often when I hear people ask that question, it sends up a big red flag for me because, um, because Here's the thing. This industry has a problem, so, like so many other industries, where the wrong people are promoted into these leadership roles. Unfortunately, because a lot of people are like, they're, that's, that's, they're, they're, they have maybe the wrong, they're, they're, they want that role for the wrong reasons. They either just want the extra money or they want, they want to have power over their peers. There's a lot of not so great reasons to be interested in a job like this. I, I, I always think about the movie. I don't know if everyone's seen the movie Gladiator. Like, um, uh, there's a really amazing moment in that, in that movie I, that I will never forget. And it's the moment between, um, uh, Maximus and the, em the emperor before he, he gets killed by his son. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen the movie by now, then shame on you. But the point is, is this, in this beautiful Ridley Scott film, there's this mo amazing moment where there Maximus, who is like essentially the, 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 the commander of the guard, the Roman guard. Um, who has developed a close friend friendly relationship, almost a father like friendly uh, relationship with the with the emperor? They're having this very intimate chat moments, like he's he's getting old and he he needs to he needs to pick a, a successor, and he he essentially approaches Maximus with that with that request. He thinks he should do it, and anyways, long story short. Maximus didn't want to do it. He was totally against it. He's like, no, I've been serving this army for, for years. The whole plan was to retire and go with and spend the rest of my time, my, my, my years in peace with my family. And the emperor looks at him and is dead in his eyes. and says, don't you understand? This is exactly why you need to be the emperor because his son, he knew was already corrupt with power. He wanted to be, to usurp his father because he wanted that, that. And I can think, I always, I always think about this when it comes to proper allocation of, of leadership roles on a team, it needs to go to people that are not asking for it per se, because you always have to question the person's reasons for asking for it. You need to first prove that you have leadership qualities about you. Like David said, he listed them all. You're, you're more concerned about your team than you are yourself when it comes to delivering the goods. You know what I mean? Like you, or at least you're very good at balancing those two things. You're, you've, you're, you're not, you're, you're autonomous, but you're also extremely uh, team oriented. You want to make sure you unblock your team and make sure that you're like a coach for a team. When the team has a victory, it's your victory. And um, it's, it's all about just 
that to support like leads often have they live these dual lives on a production where they often during the day they're running around helping people and then they stay and spend another you know few hours a little bit late i find just to get caught up on their own work because leads often have shots to do as well and so it can be a little bit of it's it's not it's not an easy road lead lead is a very tricky position because you're you're kind of between directorship and just being an animator and you have to somehow be both of those things a little bit half and half and it could be a very challenging experience so you need to be ready for it so don't be hungry for it maybe if you're interested in that if you if that sounds interesting to you that you want to help your team around you then then start maybe you know just acting like one and then hopefully you'll get recognized and someone's going to tap you one day yeah i think uh, i've definitely seen some people that had or at least in my opinion had a a, a, a wrong view of what it was mm. to be in a leadership oh, yeah. position uh the you know classic perspective that people have is that oh i'm going to be respected i'm going to have power i'm going to mm. be able to make those decisions and wherever those motivation can come from they, they can come for a, a a good place uh but the reality is that if in my opinion if you are a good leader uh praise is given to everyone else on your team mm -hmm. And when there's responsibility or everything is on fire or there's a big problem, it's your responsibility. Absolutely. To, to That's a big it. one. That's a huge one. It's so always your they, fault. Exactly. So it's, you don't pray it goes your... to everyone else and you yep. take on your totally own agree. shoulder. The, totally agree. So, and that's something that new, Hard new, to leaders, do. new leaders yeah, are, are not, yeah. Uh, might not be yeah. always prepared for this no. uh, reality. No. The true, true selflessness, right? Like it's like, you're not looking for the limelight anymore. You're actually, sh you're fighting to get limelight for your, for your team. You want them to yeah. be successful. You want them to be praised and you need to be comfortable that their praise is essentially your praise as well. You need to be comfortable. Like it's just, it's again, I, I use the, the, the coach analogy all the time. Like, you know, when you were your, when your skaters are on the ice and they're, they're, they're putting the puck in the net that needs to, you need to be your, you need to, you're, you need to climatize the idea that it feels as much your goal when that puck goes in there because it is you pulled the strings you organized you you ran the practices you did the drills you practiced the plays and that was all coming from your leadership and so you don't need to be one on, one on, on the ice to score the, the goal and a lot of people really have a hard time not being that person so they instead they take the opportunity to take all the best shots for themselves and and they just do all these stupid things because they have the, the ability to do it now and it's just not what it's about yeah, so it, it it's if something that they're going to to shine. No, it's actually the the production, the product, whatever you're making is the most important thing. Then right after, or maybe equally, is people around you, your own team, and you come like third in the list. Uh, so that's definitely something to take uh, under consideration. So if you if you if you do it for the right reasons, um, and and you touch something. Very important is that many times, unfortunately, in our industry, uh, people want to level up, want people want to be promoted for a good reason, yeah. but often it's financial incentives. Yeah. Uh, and the structure is made that you want to level up, it means that you will have to manage other people, no matter yeah. if you are skilled at it, if you want to do it if you're uh, good at it so and this is why in many studios they have this new kind of principal position mm -hmm. which means that okay you are above mm -hmm. a senior in the sense that you are recognized for your expertise for your excellence at whatever that is you're yep. recognized as 
a um, you know a go-to person or you know someone that will have a lot of influence on the production for whatever expertise that you have, but you are not in charge of managing people. Yep. You are not in charge of looking at timesheets. You are not in charge of yearly uh, you know evaluation and all this other stuff that is coming with uh, management, but it's coming with a financial uh, incentive. So that. Yep. I think the industry is slowly maturing into finding that, okay, we need mm -hmm. to adjust a little bit our incentives because if it all relies on the fact that, okay, now you manage other people, well, there's a lot of insanely good artists that have no desire to yep. manage other people, but they will do it because the financial incentive is interesting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, uh, it's sad. I've seen, I've seen it ruin people's careers, to be honest, because it's like, you know, we've seen some, I've seen lots of bad leads in my time and it's sad that they, that, that had, they had that experience and their team had that experience just because they wanted to, they wanted more money. They've been at the company for five years and the only way to actually get promoted because they have an archaic system in, in HR and the only way to really kind of give them, offer them more to sort of retain them as a, as an employee is to promote them into a leadership position that not even something that they wanted, but they figured, well, I'll give it a shot. If that's what it means, that's what that's, if that's what I need to do. So this idea of these horizontal promotions or these branching promotions that take, take a different track, like David's suggesting is becoming a very popular thing, thankfully, but it's kind of the thing you might want to even ask during your interview is what is, what are the, what are the, the career paths? What does it look like? Is there is, cause if you know, you're already, if you're already in the headspace that you're not really interested in leadership and you're just more interested in just making amazing animation and working with a team alongside a team, but don't want the extra burden of having to manage, then you're going to want to know, trust me, that there is a, a future for you at that company that allows you to, to go up the ladder without tripping on things that you don't want to be dealing with. Yeah. And unfortunately, I've also seen many new leads that have no support from None. the studio or the production or other oh. leads or whatnot. They just assume that, oh, you... Mm -hmm. You have the title in the race, so automatically you become good. Yeah, at it. for because... sure. They've been gifted. They've been overnight. That the, the the little the, the the lead fairy show up in your bedroom, and they've cast a magic spell, and you wake up the next day super supercharged with leadership uh, qualities and everything. That that's totally how it goes, right? No yeah, what? No? exactly. Yeah. For what for all of the rest of the humanity that lives in reality, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. usually not. How yeah. it goes. So I'd say, I would say to any new lead, uh, at least look around for some uh, uh, support because, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. one day you might have to deal with someone that comes and is in a, you know, very tough personal situation that oh, will man. start to cry and, and, and you need to manage how you handle yeah. the, the pressure that is on their shoulder that might be too much. Uh, and yeah. how do you mitigate between mm -hmm. this? You have to manage a human being in crisis and the deadline yep. that is arriving that you yep. absolutely need to meet. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you do then? So if there is no preparation uh, at all, it's it's going to be tough. That's, yeah. that's for sure. Been there, done that. There is, that's that is that's part of the job. You're you're dealing with the very human element of that job because you're the you're the you're the point person um, on your team that you're, you're you people are reporting to you so therefore they are going to come to you with those problems and you need to decide whether you escalate it or not. Um, I I think that if you do get tapped for leadership and you are interested in it, for, first of all, if you're not, then then you should say so. Don't just take the job if you know that you don't want to be or have no interest in it because you may not like it and you it, it's kind of it's weird once you get that promotion. How do you? How do you backpedal out of it? It can be a little awkward. So some people leave the company. It can be, it can like, it can be a, it can be a bit of an issue, uh, and possibly depending on how long you wait until you do that, you might end up 
burning a couple bridges along the way. And if you do get tapped for leadership and you are interested in it, don't be afraid to ask for support. They don't, don't assume they're going to give it to you, but be like, hey, I'm excited about this opportunity. I'll be honest. It intimidates me. And that's a good sign. If you tell that to an employer, like a smart one, they're going to be like, okay, I'm listening. And then just follow it up. Like, is there anything that you could maybe offer me as far as support? Like, is can I be mentored by another lead? Can I, like, what, like, I don't want to go in this all my own because trust me, you don't want to be on your own. It's not going to be fun. And yeah. the company owes you that much to be able to help you out. There's no point. They succeed if you succeed. Agreed. We got a bunch of questions in chat. Look at this. Holy crap. Yeah, there's one I absolutely want to send your way, Brent. Okay. Good. Which <laughs> so one? There's I'll, one I'll... from Van, Van Animator. Okay. So purely out of interest, what's your opinion about office romances <laughs> between senior, junior, or prod artist? Uh, ever seen any train wrecks? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why is it me? Why do I have to be guy? I, I, I don't. I don't remember witnessing anything tragic like this. Um, no, hmm. I've never witnessed any train wrecks hmm. to that regard, or not that I remember of. Um, no office romances. So where where did where did you meet your your wife, Brent? Oh, that's why. Okay, well, but we okay. So we were not on the same team though. So for oh, so, oh okay. yeah. Well, so Ubisoft is a gigantic place. It might as well be a country. So you know, we never we we met on press tours. But yes, he's alluding to the fact that we met uh, while we both worked at Ubisoft, which is true. But um, uh, truth. It, but it wasn't it wasn't like an awkward thing where she was like my animator and I was her supervisor or vice versa. So these kind of things can be tricky. So pure letters, what is your opinion about it? I think my opinion is mixed. I I don't I I I I don't I am not the type of person who wants to get in the way of love or anything, right? If if people like each other, they like each other. The problem is is that productions can be pressure cookers. And if you are in a relationship and it's a failing relationship and there's already some tension there, it can get ugly. And I've seen it I've seen it get kind of ugly from a distance. Luckily it's never happened on my team before. Um but don't underestimate the the um the power <laughs> That is two people that that uh, that are falling out of love, and how difficult that can be on the people around them if it can if they can't keep it professional. So for me, like I would, I, I I'm usually like kind of guy who says, look, I like don't ask, don't tell. I don't want to see it at work. Essentially, is what I, is what I usually suggest is like like be in love outside of work you're you're working right now it, it's just it's there's too many problems that come from you letting that sort of seep into the world here there's people need to like and this goes this is good advice for anybody regardless of whether you're in a relationship with somebody at work or not the idea that you need to get good at separating sort of your 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 business world like your professional life and your personal life you need to find a way. So a good example of that is also just not being on your freaking Facebook all day at work. Same thing, right? It's why are you doing that? You're you're at work right now. You shouldn't be spending the whole day like tweeting and doing all these things. Um, you know, the occasional tweet here and there, an occasional check-in, you know, you know, before and after lunch, not a big deal. But like some people I see literally having it up on their screen, which is to me like it blows my mind that they would ever do this. If you're one of those people, stop doing it because honestly, I guarantee you it's driving people crazy. They just might not have told you yet. So um, I think that it's, you know, this idea is just, it's all encompassing. Keep it professional, people. Try to find a way. And if you could be in a, in a relationship and it's like, it's so discreet that nobody even knows you're in a relationship, well, then you win because that's the way it should be at work as far as I'm concerned. I don't, I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, 
I mean, I've never witnessed a, you know, this. I've witnessed, you know, obviously couples that were working together, couples that were made during production, or people that you know just left left each other. Um, there was never really any any drama. But for me, I would, to your point, it, it's I've I've seen like people that were friends at the beginning of a production that ended up for whatever reason, whatever happened, they definitely were not friends anymore at the end of <laughs> yeah, the production. Exactly. Around. Totally. Just all, all just keep it professional. All That's this it. personal stuff, whether you like or love someone or whether totally. you dislike or you're heartbroken or all that try to leave it as much as you can at the door when you're yep. going to 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 work become because it can very easily become a distraction and very easily. you don't want gossiping to start no, on the you production don't. floor because that that's just <clears throat> toxic and it starts and then you have those people that are on his side and those other on her side and uh yep. yeah just well, just keep it professional yeah exactly like i said i don't think i it's not my place to say whether you should or should not and i think there are the, the workplaces that have rules like policies against it i think are a little draconian because i think what they're doing is that they because they because they, they believe maybe they've been they've had they've been soured because of some bad experiences in the past maybe you know but like, maybe they don't trust that just by saying keep it professional because some people don't know how to that's the problem with when you that's the problem with love right is that people start losing themselves and they start it's like they're it's like they're drunk they lose their inhibitions they 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 lack better judgment and an otherwise relatively very professional person could suddenly succumb to just being like because heartbroken people are, do, are not they're not operating at all all cylinders uh, emotionally or mentally it's just it's just usually the case generally speaking so that's why you need to know yourself. And if you feel like you can't, then you should probably not, even as, as much as you want to, you should probably not date. I've even had people quit their company because they were they really wanted to, they wanted to start a relationship. Um, so they actually looked for a different place to work so they could actually pursue a relationship because they felt it was inappropriate or they felt it could lead to a bad, a bad place. And so that's, to me, is being super proactive and being very responsible and dealing with the consequences. You just can't have your cake and eat it too. Because well, the last thing you want, as David's saying, you don't want that to spill out into your professional life. And then suddenly, just because something went terribly wrong with a relationship, you're now being judged, judged professionally for it. That you don't want. I mean, I have here, – here's, here's a quick anecdote for you. This is what I'll tell you. I, and, and I didn't witness this first, firsthand, but at a company that will remain nameless, this goes to show you how perception and optics are a really powerful thing. And the fact I'm telling you all this story is exactly the point. So it happened at a big company. Um, there was a big hostile takeover on a project. A person became producer on a project. They then pushed people off of that project out of their creative leadership positions. And then once a, almost pretty much a clean sweep was made, it was very passive aggressive. It was very weird. Um, I was there for the beginning, but then I was like, I'm out because a couple of people I really respected just got ousted. And I'm like, why? About two to three weeks, no, maybe maybe closer to a month after I left, I got word that the same producer then instated their boyfriend as the creative director on that project. Now, think of how that makes those two people look. Both people look like total nepotistic, like idiots that no one wants to work with. And all for what? For what reason? Even if even if this person was God's gift to whatever role they, they were playing, it won't matter because anybody who takes that position in those kind of circumstances, they're not going to have the respect of the team because they're going to be like, well, the, your, your, the producer just fired this person and then hired their boyfriend. Like, what, what the hell? Like, so, so there's a good example of 
situations that aren't even about breakups. It's about just optics and, and, and perceptions that can really haunt you for the like rest of your professional career. So be smart, people. Keep it, keep it professional, like we said. Yeah, uh, I would, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure as a studio, it, it's, again, to your point, it, is there a place to put some not, rigid rules about it? But I, I would trust the people to be responsible and, and professional. Yeah. About yep. it. And if there is something that is totally all, out of line that makes everyone else uncomfortable or is creating a toxic environment, that's a case by case thing. Yep. Because it, it can be about a relationship, but it can be about so many other things. And there is no yep. special rule because it's a yep. uh, relationship. Well, in life is hard, right? You know, we should all be wearing helmets because there's a lot of things that can happen in your life that doesn't involve um, dating a coworker that maybe possibly goes wrong. Although, the, the law of averages states that most relationships don't end up as long-term relationships. So you have to consider this too. There's a good chance the law, the, the, the odds are stacked against you that this is n probably not your, your, your soulmate. You know, I hate to break it to you because the law of averages sort of just, it seems to think otherwise just based on how many relationships there are in total and how many of them turn into like substantial ones that, that continue. So, you know, just keep this in mind, but like, you know, you don't need the extra pressure. Like there are other things, people getting sick, people having deaths in the family. Like there are a lot of, and going back to the lead question, this is the kind of thing that you have to deal with. So the least you need is to also deal with the drama right there in like in front of you, like where two of your employees are now dysfunctional because they didn't keep it professional, you know? Yep. So what's the next one? We. All right, let's go back to the backlog just to go okay, one sure. chat and one in so the we don't, backlog. So, so we don't pull yeah. the last, uh, so we, uh, we, so we don't do the repeat of last time. We're not answering any questions in the backlog. It's probably exactly. a good idea. Let, let's try to get at least two uh, uh, of the backlog. Okay, we can do that. Um, okay, the, last, the next one on leadership as well from Christabella underscore 99. Would you mind to share your experiences with how you lead your team? Okay, so this is related to the leadership again, but more personal experience of how uh, we've done it. Um, I would say, so if I try to think the first time I had the opportunity to lead a, a team, um, I was a bit, uh, I was very cautious about it because there are some people uh, on the team that were definitely my uh, senior that had more experience than, than I had. So I was basically looking it at, you know, I'm guys, tell me, tell me what you need to be efficient and to be mm -hmm. uh, productive. I'm here. I'm the official person that's been put in charge by production, which means that I have a direct channel of communication with them. They will listen uh, what I'm requesting. They, if we have concern, if it was this and that. So I'll be the voice of uh, the team. So if I'm not going to tell you what to do because you're the, here for a, a reason. Yeah. Um, uh, if I can help with advice or insights or whatnot, uh, I will. But mainly I'm here to make sure that I create an environment mm -hmm. or a field that uh, you will be able to um, do kind of a little protective bubble that will allow you to do the best of the, uh, the, the work that you can do. So that's kind of how I approached leadership in the first place from a place of what I felt uh, I needed to do um, and also just being slightly uncomfortable to tell mm -hmm. those other artists that I felt were at least as good as I was, if not mm -hmm. better, uh, how to do their their job. Yeah. So I would say that that would be my first uh, main uh, insight of how I 
handle that that part of the job. Yeah, I think my um, my experience was similar. I, th I think that um, you know, I th but it's evolved over the years, which makes sense because I mean, you know, I was a lead, but now being a director, you're even more higher level, so you need to. It would need to evolve. But one thing for sure, I think I probably did at the beginning that you know that's I think a very natural instinct is to be a little bit doting on your on your on your the, the people that you're working with. What I mean by that is is that like um, um, trying to maybe overcoach a little bit, and you know as, as opposed to really trying to build a space that allows them to take real true ownership of their own shots and find a way a mechanism and a, and a sort of a dialogue with your team that is really speaking at a very high level is that there's an art form in this. I think I got better at it when I started directing actors on, on a performance floor. I think that that's when I started really learning the art of leading someone in a direction as opposed to pulling or pushing them in a direction, because you know, you can't, as soon as you start to really tell them exactly what to do and you get too low level, they turn off. I've actually watched performers on a floor when I'm not the one directing, it's very easy to tell. And you watch a director that doesn't know how to do this. It's very frustrating because you're just like this poor, like you literally see a switch in the actor. They just go, Bip, okay, I'm just going to do exactly what you told me to do now. They're no longer really bringing their A game because it's obvious that you don't, they don't, that you don't want their A game. You want, they, they get, they get that you clearly want to you, them to do exactly what you're saying. And, and that's not really what they are. I mean, if they're a, a performer, a really good one, it needs to be inspired, you know what I mean, in a direction. And then they they embrace this and they understand it. They take ownership of the character and then they just make it happen. They make magic happen. But you got to give them room. And it's the same thing for animators, 100%. It's like you, they are performers, 100%. And so they need to be given with the same kind of inspiration. Get them excited about the, the point of the shot if you're working on a film and try to go over the storyboard with them and discuss it in a very high level and give them room to be like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool? And you know, like this is, and yeah, if, if it fits into that sandbox that you just talked about, then yeah, go for it, man. Absolutely do that. Um, like some leads going back to the leadership that goes wrong. It's like, if it's not your idea, then it, you, you know, then it's not a good idea. And this is, I see, we see a lot of people leadership roles that are like this and it's, it's very damaging to the morale of the team. And you're not going to get as much out of your team. Cause they're going to do the same thing that the performers do. They're just, they're like, okay, I'll just wait for you to tell me, you know, send a command in my brain and I'll execute on that command as opposed to being autonomous and being passionately owning this piece of the work. You know, that's it's you don't want to rob them of that because robbing them of that is robbing yourself of true magic in a bottle. And that's no good. Yeah, I would say my my second experience, one, one of the things that I remember is that I actually went uh, abroad. It was in the uh, Marseille, the uh, south of France um, and got uh, promoted to uh, a lead uh, over there. And I would say I, I had a very interesting team of completely different characters. Uh, and that's when I learned that you need to adapt a little bit to everyone that is uh, oh, yeah. on your team. There are some people that need to be pushed mm -hmm. and there's others that you need to pull on the strides a little bit. There are some that can handle the pressure like there's no tomorrow and there's other that are very sensitive and you have to be careful of. So to me, that's kind of a, a second level. Once you have the proper, you know, uh, guideline of uh, or a guideline of main quality of how to lead people in general, then you start to be a good, be good at sizing every personality yeah. and how to pull their, uh, their strings because you can, literally shut down people or you can lose 
all of productivity or the same thing on the other side uh, if you're able to 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 properly deal with uh, with them i had some and so yeah I, I, at first i kind of acted a little bit the, the same with everyone and it was working for yeah. some it was not working for others and there's some that i realized that okay they do not have my <laughs> level of energy at like at 10 a.m they don't have you know they're not running at 200 miles per hour and ready to absorb five minutes of information nonstop. And I think that, well, I'm going to give all this information and they're set for the day. And for some people, I just confused the shit out of them because they, <laughs> they were not in their prime time to just you process see, all this inf information. Information yeah, exactly. they started to bleed quite a, few, <laughs> uh, uh, a little bit. Um, yeah. And sometimes, you know, you assume that if someone, you know, uh, says that, he, yeah, he, it, it, it's okay under, uh, understand you have to look at some some cue of if they are they really uh, are they really agreeing with what you said or mm -hmm. do they just say yes because yep. you're the figure of authority and it will be easier for them if they just pretend that they are agreeing so if you're able to say oh i'm not sure that you agree with me uh, on this one what's what's on your mind just you open up the dialogue and yep. by opening up the dialogue you will get a lot of information that will allow you to kind of adjust course of how you are uh, dealing with those different individuals. I have a couple of the quick points to kind of go off of what you just said. I think that that's really genius advice. First of all, I think that that idea, I don't, I don't think I've ever really acknowledged that that's something that I try to do, but it's true. This idea of like, t you can't just have a template for dealing with your, 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 your animators and apply that template an approach to everybody because everyone is built completely differently 100 some people are a bit more in the emotional spectrum where other people are a bit more in this sort of the cerebral or analytical spectrum and those different types and there's a lot in between you need to use different tactics because you, the idea is you want to you it's not just about motivating them it's also about making sure that the messaging is clear right the other thing i would say is um that you know it's important to as as, as democratic as you want to be as a leader you still need to set your limits and i think this is can this can be done organically ideally what i always try to do is i try to create an air of look i'm not always right i'm not definitely not always right so you do not need to be scared to come at me with hey brent i think you're making a mistake and just just tell me if you have a logical reason why you think i'm making a mistake i will give you the benefit absolutely and i will take the minute to really consider it and if i don't have a logical rebuttal to that I, then there's a very good chance where I'm going to adopt what you just said. And I will, I will go out of my way to prove that a few times to make sure that people can, can trust in that. Um, but at the same time, when people abuse that and they just throw temper tantrums to try to get their way, well, like that, that's not going to work out very, very well. I mean, a lot of leader, leadership is a, is a little bit of, it's a little, a little bit of parenting. There, there's a little bit of that going on and, and it's unavoidable. In other words, like even with my daughter, I mean, like, I try to always remember she's five, but that doesn't mean she doesn't have feelings and, and like in and, and she doesn't like she's got she's she's you know she's developing an intellect and she catches me all the time with like a completely illogical thing. And I always promised myself when I was younger that I would not do that to my children. That like the whole why can't I do that, Dad? Well, because I because I'm your dad and I, I said so. <laughs> it's like nope, because I used that used to literally drive me bananas. And so if if I catch myself doing that, and she's 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 smart because she she knows that's my Achilles heel, so she'll. She'll make sure that I'm aware that I'm doing that. And then I'll be like, oh my God, you're totally right. You're ninjing my brain. Okay, well, so you're right. You know what? 
I, you are, you can do that, but these are the limits. I don't want you to do this or like, I just, you know, we're operating in these limits here, but otherwise, yeah, go for it. I think the reason why dad said don't is because it makes me scared. I think you're going to fall and hurt yourself, but Hey, I, you know, I'm not your boss. Like you can try to do it. It's the same thing for, for leadership. You got to give people room, but you also have to set these limits. Somehow. It's, a, it's a delicate uh, balance, but uh, you'll find one. You'll find your own way. As long as you look for that balance. Yeah. Lastly, lastly, I would maybe say to, to be careful not to get your uh, ego in the, uh, yeah, in the yeah. way. Uh, too many uh, people in leadership position kind of oh, assume that they need to be right about everything. And if yeah. not, they will be regarded as being incompetent. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not true at all. Just, just no. be extra humble. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you don't know or you're not sure or you know just let them know I, I don't know let's let's discuss about this let's figure out what's the best option let's brainstorm a little bit let's put exactly. all the bad ideas on the table and at some point one idea will be a, a little bit less bad than the other and that's something that we can work on to to go to a towards a um a better idea so yeah that's i would say that's if you keep if you're not keeping your ego in check and and you think that you need to be right about everything you're going to paint yourself in a corner yeah. and yep. it's not going to be good either for you or for anyone else on the uh, you're not going to want you're not going to you're not going to tolerate people having big egos on your team and so why should they tolerate yours is really how what it boils down to you know you got it goes both ways is people need to yeah. be like, the only thing i can't tolerate on a team is people that don't have the project and the team if first in their mind, if there's people that are trying to like, you know, just it's all about them and, and their ego. Well, that's where I start to draw the line very quickly. But it's just it goes yeah. it goes both ways. You got to make sure that you're not doing it, falling into that same trap. Yeah. And, and for me, it's important with any relationship that uh, that you have. But why maybe do we put that much emphasis or uh, leadership position in our own industry is that we're not just putting cogs on a on a, a treadmill. We are you know, we, we need motivation and inspiration on a daily basis. And those two things are very difficult to obtain at a, a big scale. So, so yeah, you, you, you need your, your team to, to be on board, to be engaged, to be motivated, insp inspired. And those are just a few guidelines that will help yeah. to, to, to yep. get there. Totally. You need to have their back and, and they need to have yours at the end of the day. Yep. Okay, where's the next one coming from? The uh, backlog or the uh, chat? Uh, let's go with chat. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what do we have here? Mm. At the bottom. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you pick one this time. Okay. Since I, I showed you a, a curveball. Yeah. Thanks for that. That was really great. You tried to incriminate me and everything. That was great. Throw me under the bus. It's okay. I'll remember this, David. So I'll pick. I'll pick my moment, and I'll. I'll, I'll get you. That, that's just my favorite thing. Throwing <laughs> you under a bus on a live stream. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect. I like it. I guess they'll have the tire tracks running up my back. How about this one? It's kind of related. It's a, there's a theme going on tonight. Have you ever had a lead? Uh, sorry, have you have you ever led? Sorry, an entry level animator with a high level of ego with your team, and if so, how did you handle it? So, speaking to a specific, I guess, anecdotal example, like we kind of hinted at this can be a problem sometimes. Have you ever had anything like that on your team, and what did you do to mitigate it? Hmm. Um. I have definitely had to do uh, it. Yeah, I'm lagging because I don't remember that I had okay. any uh, one that I had. I, I've had to lead a lot of different personalities and mm. some of them were, you know, had, uh, were very different, but a high level of ego. Um, I'll, 
I'll, I'll let you go with your uh, okay. example because I cannot remember sure. one from my personal experience. Sounds good. Uh, the, the, the thing that David's leaving out, and the reason why this doesn't compute in his brain is because the truth is the unspoken truth on the, on the production floor is you don't screw with David. So if you have an <laughs> ego, you have an ego, you hide it deep within your, the, 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 the inner sanctum of your soul and don't let him see it because he's, he's going to come for you in the night. Just don't screw with David. That's the thing. I'm just kidding. Um, so um, I, I, I want that t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you probably, I, I, that would be a perfect shirt to wear as, as like just a lead walking around. Don't, don't, don't let me see your ego. I will eat you for lunch. Okay. So I think I've had a couple of these kind of scenarios. They can be tricky. There's, you know, there are different, different types of like, again, there's so many different, different types of people and artists tend to be ironically commercial artists should not be, they should always strive to not be egotistical because it is, it never ends well. It's always going to end in tears, but some people have managed to somehow find a way of working on teams with maybe soft leadership that have let them get away with having a big ego. Cause no one, maybe because they're really talented or, you know, maybe because they, I don't know who knows, but like, for whatever reason, sometimes you will like, we all know these people. And like, I'm going to start telling stories and, and anecdotes. And I think David's going to start, it's going to start jogging his memory. But I think we've seen, we, we like you, you, when you work at a place and if you're in the leadership sort of echelon, then very quickly, it's the talk, like lead, leads talk to one another, right? As we, as we have to, because we have to share notes, especially between projects. When people shift from a project to another project, that's usually when people start taking notes, right? Because they want to make sure that they're bringing people onto the team that are going to be, you know, fitting in well chemi chemically with the team. And so, you know, there are going to be, you're going to see a correlation between people that are very talented that get away with more than they, than, than their peers would. And this happens all the time. And it's a natural sort of thing that happens because at the end of the day, there's been some math, there's been some calculations that the person is bringing more to the team. Maybe it's because they're really like really efficient and they can get work done quickly and the work is of high caliber. And so you tolerate maybe a little bit more of their trespasses, you know, than, than, than maybe someone who's a bit more, a bit weaker, where they would have been like right away, you would have brought them aside going like, suit, sorry, sorry, man, but like, you got to stop. Um, and you know, I honestly, my way of dealing with people like this is I, I just, I, I don't, I do, I do not allow myself to get passive aggressive and get sucked into that little game. I just have a very honest conversation with them. I just have a, a, a not a charged conversation, a friendly conversation. And as a matter of fact, I do it in a way that sort of celebrates who they are. And like, I sort of talk about some of their, their, you know, maybe shortcomings in a positive light. Like, in other words, I try to ser sort of express to, to, the, to them that I believe that a lot of what they have to offer if directed properly can actually benefit themselves and the team, because I believe that sometimes all these people need is some, some proper guidance. Luckily I've never, I've only had probably one experience in my entire career where that didn't go down very well. And uh, that went, but I, I, this person I really believe has some legitimate uh, personality disorders. Like it was like, they threw like quite literally a full on temper tantrum on the production floor. I had to pull them aside because they were making a scene and I brought them into a room and I'm like, dude, just talk to me. Like what's going on. And, um, and they, they thought that every attempt that I made, it was like, I was patronizing them. And I'm just like, wow, like you have to understand right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to cut very, I'm going to cut right to the point here. The way you're talking to me right now, nine supervisors out of 10 would have had you escorted out of the building. 
I'm not kidding. Like, there's no way I would sit here and take this. Most people wouldn't. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because I can see you're going through a crisis right now. And I'm not here. I'm not your enemy. To be, believe, believe it or not, I'm actually not at all. But like, it just seemed like whatever I said was being twisted into some sort of weird delusional fantasy that I was actually out to get them. And trust me, anybody who knows me, I'm not out to get anybody. And so um, it's... I just, I don't have the time, I don't think, to go out for anybody. But, and so that was a difficult scenario because I, um, I was able to disarm that particular scenario. And to, to what led to that was me giving feedback that they didn't agree with. And they, <laughs> they just didn't agree with it. And I'm like, okay, I, that's fine. You don't agree with it, but I'm trying to tell you why these things are important. Uh, do you, do you register that these things are important? Yes or no. Uh, not really getting a real logical rebuttal. Okay. But like, you see where, where this leaves me, it leaves me in like, I'm the, I'm the director here. I need to get it done in a certain way. I have a high level perspective on this. You have to trust me. If you don't trust me, then you shouldn't be on my team. No offense. And like, you know, where the door is like, no offense. I'm not firing you. Like, but like, if you really can't be compatible with me, then why stick around? You know? And that, I think that kind of blew their brain because when I said it like that, they're like, wow, okay, well, holy, maybe he's got kind of a point. It settled them down. I kind of learned to take take a grain, like it was the project was coming to completion. So I wasn't, if if, if I had another six months plus of this this person, then it might've went out, went a bit differently, but I just chose to not lock horns with them, to give them shots that was going to be less complicated to try to get things out of them and just got to the end of the, got to the end zone and just, you know, but the problem is, is here I am telling a story. Clearly I remember this. And so if anyone were ever be like, Hey, do you know so-and-so? What do you recommend for the, re recommend for the team? And I would say, mm. no, I would not. No, I would not. Yeah. Because unless you're willing to deal with the kind of drama that I dealt with, unless he's on some sort of medication or if, unless he's found, found God or something to be able to bring some peace into his heart, then you're, you're going to have an extra challenge on your hand for sure. Yeah. So I don't know if that answers your question, but. Yeah, I, I was on, uh, on my side. I've definitely dealt with uh, big e ego on my team. They were not necessarily uh, entry level. Uh, they were very c c senior people. But each time it's, you know, those that acted in a way that made the others or even myself feel like, oh, my God, their ego are so inflated. It's, you know, it's it was about themselves, you know, how... What is the quality of the shot that they received? Uh, how well their shot was lighted by the rendering uh, uh, department? How uh, good was it? whatever it, it was? It, it was about the, themselves. So most of the time, I find myself, you know, as you said, let's go and let's talk about this, and very calmly explain the big picture. It's not about them. It's not about me. It's about the project that we're doing, the end product, whether it's an animated feature or a game, uh, we are in service of this product. This is why we we are uh, we are paid to to do what we do. Yeah. And the other part is let's try to have fun doing this. And yeah. if we all want to have fun, we need a good environment. And if we want yeah. to a good environment, we need to all feel that we're in this for the same reasons. And yep. if you give everyone else the signal that you're maybe the only one on the team that is there for yourself and not for the others, you're doing yourself a disservice because now totally. people are going to slowly get away for, from you. You're going to end up, you know, not being alone in, in your corner, but you're definitely not going to have those opportunities yeah. that you're thriving to get in the first place, which is feeding the the, yep. the the behavior that you you have so just trying to kind of de-escalate <clears throat> the situation 
explain calmly what is the big picture and why it's a problem and at the end of the day why it's a problem that is going to mainly affect their own experience of this entire it's uh, so production. True. and i would say most of the time it's working for a couple of days a couple of weeks <laughs> a couple of months you know ideally until the barely by the end of the production but it's going to 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 come back so i've yeah. never experienced like i'm going to talk calmly for half an hour to someone and all of a sudden it's going to change who they are deeply inside and they're not going to be ego uh, testicle anymore that that doesn't happen uh, no. i'm not a psychiatrist but at exactly. least i can mitigate a little bit their behavior for a period of time that's going to at least de-escalate the situation whether with other department with production with their peers for a certain period of time but at that point they are on or radar that okay we're going to be very careful now we know the sign that we know where it can go and when the sign or reemerge oh you are proactive to uh, go back and talk again about the thing before there's another conflict that is yep. created with the other people in the team it's true like i think that if you keep a consistent attitude and, and really set an environment and a tone these people that do stand out will self they'll, they'll be isolated because what you're going to notice is that the team members will they they will start asking to not be on a team or not not they don't want to be working with that person or they they're, they're going to be they're going to ask to literally move desks and like it quite literally that person can be like quite even physically on their own after a while. So these are the kind of things you have to kind of remind these people about this. Like, look, we're, this is a team and like, we got to be very careful because you, you don't want to be that person, trust me. And so, yeah, I, I do have an uplifting story that didn't happen on the job, but it does fit the mold. Cause I didn't write, I, I, I forgot that the, the person was asking, Ender was specif specifying a, a, a junior level person. I think all my anecdotes in my head were not junior. They were like intermediate usually, or even senior. But I can tell you a story about one day um, um, on because uh, I, I I do a lot of teaching as you know and I used to teach at schools and there was a student at Dawson I'll never forget this they I saw a bad attitude developing right away because they were saying things like they would they like for instance I would be like hey can everyone put like their work like I would do these reviews we would do these public reviews where people would hand in their stuff and then I would look at each one of them and they would be in the class and I would critique everybody that way these these the, there was like doing a dailies but like in a classroom scenario this person always had a trouble with this because they said and I quote well but if I put my work in the the, the public folder that means other people will have access to it and they're going to start to copy me and um and I, I was really taken aback by that because they weren't kidding and so I remember I sat down with him one day. I said, because this kid was pretty talented too. Like I saw potential here, but that all the more reason to have that conversation with them before they got into the job force. I said, look, I need you to, I need you to understand something. You have a higher technical skill than a lot of people in this classroom. Your work is very good. I want you to, I want you to, to instead of feeling like that gives you an edge and that you want to keep that edge, I'd love for me, I would love nothing more than to see you use that to help the people around you don't hold it and keep it like it's like a sort of secret weapon because i can tell you this right now people that act like this often don't get picked for the job no matter how good they are especially if they find out they have a bad attitude but when they find out that you're really good and your work might even be better if you didn't spend all your days helping everybody around them you're hired 
twice because they are so excited to get their hands on you because that's the kind of people they want on your team on their team they don't want people that are just like these these all-stars that are only out for themselves they want people that are team oriented that use their own experience and their own their own skill level to help to force multiply the people around them because that my friends that's what makes a really good team you have a whole team full of that you are going to go places and that's what people are looking for these days and when i told them that the the the, the, the silver lining to this is i watched them literally transform and by the by the time they graduated they were no he was rigging like like characters for people's final films he was like always offering help like doing python scripting it was like it was ridiculous because it really clicked it sunk in what i said to them it was so profound that they realized holy i i totally get that that makes a lot of sense so it may not be who they were naturally they might have been and they probably still are naturally a little bit anxious about like you know the fear of getting left out or the fear of losing some sort of edge but they use that fear to and redirected that into an energy that was positive and it really it really he ended up getting a really really good job because that attitude really like people were singing his praises by the end of this the, the end of the the school year because they're just like they could say enough good things about this person because of all the help that he had offered and you, yeah. you can imagine how that looks when you go to an interview and like the person right before your interview was one of your peers and they spent half their interview talking about how awesome you were then <laughs> you, you you win right this is that's the that's the mentality and so that's that's my that would be i guess that would be my same approach for a junior because a junior is not just not much further away than an actual student other they're just one job or a job offer away from being a student right so yeah that, that's another misconception there's something that it's a zero-sum game if i do well you, uh, you know or if uh, it, it means that um you know, if others do well, it means that it's kind of de detrimental on my uh, the um, on the image that others will have on, on me, and the other way around. As you know, as you said, force multiplying is usually what happens if you yep. share with uh, others. Always. So, and you don't know you don't know how, but you just have to trust that you know yep. karma. What goes around yep. comes around every yeah. time it never fails what's funny and i think the reason why david's laughing is because we have this conversation a lot and it's it's it this idea of like force multiplying is really living at the very beating heart of what agora is well, that's literally what we're doing we're trying to put people together that all have that same desire to give back and to let that force multiplication happen because we believe that helping all the people around us helps us too it's like it is a community and so this idea that that like the spirit of what agora community comes from many reflections that david and i had together on this topic and it's sort of it repeats everywhere and the number of times that david and i were just like you know what screw it let's just do it and let's see what happens and and it may not be immediately like we've been proven enough times for sure that when you go with that flow and that rationale it's not always going to come back right away cosmically but it will sometimes and when it does come back it sometimes comes back really big and so you put yourself out there because you're gonna you, you could either you could you can't win the game by not rolling the dice you know what i mean you keep them in your pocket you keep those dice keep a, a tight grip on them they're just a couple of cubes in your pocket but you put them out there and you help the people around you with those you you never know what could happen yep Brent, it's been an hour already. You know, Can you imagine? It's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. We'll, I know. we'll have to extend and maybe have those well, two, it, two hours Q&A because we're barely, barely know, going through four or five questions. I know, I know. Better, Petter goes, bro, I, wanted these I want to see these talks extended to three hours. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> if only there was enough time of the day. Um, yeah. Okay, so are we going to close up shop or we're going to do one more? You got something to do? You probably do. Uh, I do, but let, let's go one okay. more. Let's, one more? let's okay. take five minutes. This to go for you, Petter. Don't say that we never did anything for you, buddy. 
Okay, so, geez, which one? I think we should go to the backlog only because I feel like we've neglected it. We've only done two questions in there. All right, last one for the backlog. Okay. Uh, all right, that, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Okay. Do you ever feel unmotivated when working? If, if yes, how do you keep motivated and get work done? That's, that's <laughs> an interesting one. David doesn't get uh, unmotivated because he's actually a cyborg. True, true story. <laughs> And so he just, so he's, he's going to have a hard time relating to this question. It's the same reason, incidentally, why people fear him, fear him, because they know he's a cyborg. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be very curious to see here. You listen to your answer, David. Uh, I don't know. The first thing I have in, in mind, I used to be, I used to start my day pretty slow. I don't, I don't want to say I was by default demotivated by the beginning of the day, but it used to take me some time and maybe by 10, 11, I would start to get my, my groove. Uh, so I, I kind of completely changed my uh, schedule in, in the past year, waking up super early, uh, coffee, meditation, training, shower, journaling uh, a little bit, uh, helping with the, the kids with, with their lunch. And when I get to 7.30, 8am, I have, you know, endorphine, dopamine, caffeine, often my second uh, espresso, and I'm just... <laughs> unstoppable at least for three hours so i would say get get your chemicals right <laughs> um you know just a, a a little run or you know uh, some inspirational video or any there's everyone has their own hack that they can find to to get to this place where they feel um yeah uh, or at least they have the natural you know uh, uh, chemicals to 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 be motivated uh, so I would say that's kind of my morning morning hack routine to uh, get motivated. Uh, other than that, uh, did I often get motivated? Yeah, uh, at least uh, at least on a daily basis or some moment I'm like, I so don't want to be doing this. But uh, and, and you know that's um, and I, I don't want to go to, uh, too too deep with uh, this one, but that's definitely one of the things that I felt that uh, why meditation was very beneficial for me, which is basically almost like detaching uh, mm -hmm. yourself and observing yourself. So I, when I feel super unmotivated, I try to detach from it and see myself who has to do this task. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it, it kind of removed this emotional <laughs> element of really not wanting to do this and just like, just get through it. It, it, it. It'll be way brighter on the other side when you have spent the 20 minutes to do this thing. So it's almost like I put an emotional blanket for the period of yeah. time that I have to get through this thing. I don't want to be doing it. Um, but obviously, if you're spending too many days or weeks uh, in a row unmotivated, ask yourself if you're really in the right place and doing yeah, the, the right exactly. thing. Because totally. uh, it, it can be like little moments here and there. It's normal, even on a daily basis. There are some of those moments. But if it's just recurrent mm. and nonstop, take a bigger step back. And are you in the right studio, on the right project, with the right team, in the, the right profession, whatever that is, take that step back and ask yourself, do I see myself still doing that a couple of years? And if the answer is no, what is your plan to yep. do something about it? Because it's not going to solve itself. That's bombshell advice right there. I think the, the you need to always be willing to ask that question because there's a big difference between, you know, temporary 
setbacks of of motivation, which is going to happen all the time because there's no job out there that there's not these mundane tasks or, you know, tasks that stress you out or, you know, or whatever. I think that the thing you need to do is you need to know, learn more about yourself. I think David's David's mechanism to, to deal with this is the meditation, which allows him to gain better perspective on, on, on the true situation, removing the emotions part of it, emotional part out and being like, oh, okay, well, that's just a dude who loves doing this stuff. But this, this one thing here, he kind of hates doing, but it's, you know, it's a means to an end. And once he's done, he's going to get to the juicy stuff that he really likes. So yeah, okay, let me go back in and repossess that person and then make sure that I get through it because I can now see from up here, you know, so that's, that's an interesting way to do it. I think, but I think at the end of the day, it's knowing yourself, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference, but like, do you know, can you, can you, can you, can you recognize that the feeling you're having right now is a dread in general of the place you're at? Are you feeling like this more often than you're feeling positive then yeah maybe it's time to consider maybe a different place a different career even like i see people that ignore that little voice in their head for like tens of years and they're miserable for like a greater part of their life until then they realize maybe even after a nervous breakdown that holy crap this why was i doing this job for so long i hated that job it's like it's just not worth it life is way too short to sit there doing something that you don't like doing like, honest to God, especially in this business where it should be fun. And if it's not, then you're doing it wrong. So um, the other thing I would say is for those mo momentary ones to not get freaked out by them because it's normal. Like, and you just have a bad day. Maybe you're just extra tired that day. And just like, you're not, you can't have a hard time wrapping around your head around a, a like, like planning. I cannot, I cannot stomach planning if I've had no sleep. It's just like my, my, I have too much of a squirrel brain and I just can't stay focused long enough to be able to do it. So what I say to those kind of situations is fine. There's always a bunch of tasks that are really like the, the, it's the same primal part of your brain that likes playing those sort of clicker games, you know, like on an iPhone where it's just like it's a lot of just tapping buttons, you know, it's like really brainless. Like it, I'd say like the, the, um, the, what do you call it? The, what's this thing called slot again? Machine. Yeah. It's like a slot machine. Exactly. Same thing. It's just the mechanism just going and waiting and waiting. It's like, this is mindless, but somehow it's fun. And we do this because it's just, it's just, you know, so I like to try to recognize quickly on a job at hand, what those things are. And whenever I'm feeling unmotivated, just do those things because you could be productive and it's, it can be, it can really reset you because it can almost give you that like little vacation from the job, but yet that vacation still got all these, like these menial jobs done so that when you do feel invigorated and energized, you get to like go at it with like, you know, you hit those, those tougher jobs, the ones you kind of dread with a bit more of a little bit more drive, you know, to get through them. That would be my advice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. If for those little lots of unmotivation, mm -hmm. find find an act that's going to to to, yeah. to work for for you, whatever that is. And if it's deeper than that, mm -hmm. take a step back and properly. Yep. And even when I had people that were super unmotivated uh, on my team, that 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 used to be the conversation that, that I had with them. And I would get there, and often they would think of, okay, I'm going to be explained why. It's important <laughs> for the studio or why he wants me to do that and all that. And it was to the contrary. I was like, dude, if you really don't like this, why, why you know, why <laughs> are you even here? Do you even yeah. like animation? Do you like being 40 hours in front of a computer? Because it's not normal for everyone. Do you like this, this pressure that, that we have here? Uh, if you don't, I can help to maybe... Uh, it's to do something else within the team, yeah. maybe to totally. go in a different team, maybe it's to be on another project, maybe you should try a different industry for a while. If you've been in, let's say, video game for too long and you want to try VFX or 
you know whatnot so and sometimes forcing forcing them to take the step back and yeah. just you know contemplate the fact that they could you know not necessarily lose it but it's it, it, sometimes it just gives the perspective of oh you know what it's not that bad actually what i it, it's yeah. just this and this that is annoying okay well let's deal with that and, and, and exactly and that's it so just yep force that perspective sometime uh, on some people because you know many times no matter how well paid we, we are no matter how what is the project what is the there there are some people that will you know just be ne ne never satisfied and yep you know, it's uh, and, and at that point, you, you really have to work uh, on yourself to be able to find this enjoyment or motivation of whatever yeah. you have to do for 40 hours, because otherwise it's not going to be fun, nope. not going to, going to be worth it. It's not going to be fun for you, and it's definitely not going to be fun for the people around you because that kind of stuff bleeds out. You know, it's like no one likes no one likes to work alongside some like you know freaking jaded grumpy pants. Like that's just not fun. So you're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your team a disservice, and it just further evidence that leadership is partly will always be partly like uh, life coaching. It is you know which is ironic because we all need our we probably need our own life coaches. But I think that I've all I don't know about you, but I've always I've always been better at giving advice to other people than my following my own advice i think that's a natural human thing i think it's because you it's like it's like what you're trying to get with meditation right it's like you're detaching a little bit it's a lot mm -hmm. easier to see things for what they are when you don't have the emotional sort of confusion and noise that's 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 clouding your judgment on or seeing what's really in front of you where you could see like sometimes you feel like you know your coworker better than they know themselves you know it's because it, maybe that's true in some in many ways you know so yeah, yeah you definitely have some observation that are harder to have when they're yep. coming from the uh, from the inside and being flexible and literally quite quite literally offering like like maybe they're like you know that this is not like this is not rigid like we could literally have you do something else like i've had i've seen people leave departments and like you know go totally like from animation to into effects um um, um sort of uh work in games or or like from from modeling to animation just because they just realized actually you know what i'm always jealous of these people over here doing that that looks way more fun and so they 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 make the transition after like learning the ropes and maybe getting kind of tutored by somebody like hopefully you work at a company where they're willing to do that and invest in you like that not all companies will but um you know if you if you happen to be at one then you should take them up on that offer that's for sure yeah, I, I would always encourage someone that is looking forward to maybe change, test, test new things, uh, for sure. You, mix things up. The yep. staying at the same studio in the same industry, doing the same thing over and over on similar project, dude. You 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 have one life. Try try other stuff. Don't rewatch the same movie five times. There is plenty of good movies. Unless it's <laughs> Ghostbusters, the original. I, you can keep watching that one. It's really good. Okay, I'll, I'll give you one. That's my go-to, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that was our extra bonus round. Uh, thanks for showing up, everybody. Um, you know, hopefully these still are interesting for you. I guess they are because you keep coming back for more, which is great. Um, I think that we're probably getting to the point where we have enough questions soon to maybe even put a, a special themed Q&A together. David and I are going to have to put our brains together and figure out who that who that that pro sort of like uh, specialist is that we're going to bring in to answer the call. But uh, we'll try to we'll try to surprise everybody and entertain everybody at the same time with somebody interesting, and um, we'll see we'll see when that happens. Yeah, we, we should do some sprint question uh, answering as well. Like we have a little time clock. We literally have two minutes. Yeah, 
That's a good every, idea. Every question, like, so we'll go through thirty. Instead let's do it. Of... Let's do it next time. We'll totally do like the speed round and see what what happens. I like that. It's good. Okay, well, David, have a good evening. Uh, don't yeah. uh, this is this is getting close to David's bedtime because you heard that he's like full of like uh, nitroglycerin in the morning, but uh, that that comes at a cost, which is he fades out real hard after ten o'clock. So we're just going to let him go betty bye. Thank you, David. Enjoy your evening. See Thanks you on the next one. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> later, man. Okay, well, that was another uh, another fun round of. Um, well, it's a it's a round of find the. Oh, I know where it is. I'm trying to turn off this uh, text. Uh, another fun round of Q and A. I do like David's suggestion. I think we should totally do that. Um, just have a like a, a speed a speed Q and A round to see how many we can actually get through. It's just like right to the point, right away. Can you answer this question? Is like you win if you can say it with the fewest words. Let's see if we can do that. I, I will obviously lose that because I, I'm I'm definitely not a man of few words. So I'll have a hard time competing against David. So thanks for coming out. Um, as always, you can send your questions through social. Um, I think, I believe Instagram is usually the best place to do it. Um, so if you don't have an Instagram account, then you might have a hard time doing that. The, uh, we would, I think we can streamline this a little bit better and we will eventually get, find a, a really, really convenient way for everybody to be able to like get the, get their questions in. So stay tuned for that. But until then you can always show up what uh scott who's amazing and i think he's actually kicking around still in in chat he's actually been doing uh, an amazing service and collecting all unanswered questions from these streams and putting them in the backlog so have no fear scott's got your back if your uh, question didn't get uh get answered so uh so keep them coming and uh we'll keep uh, doing our best to answer them have a good evening stay animated see you guys around cheers Wait a minute. Take two. I forgot to say something. Um, tomorrow. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow at 3 p.m. Jalil uh, Sadil. I can never say his name probably. Jalil Sadul. I think I'm saying it right. Um, he is going to be on. And um, I'm, I'm just make sure it's, I, th I think it's at 3 o'clock. Let me just double check here. Pretty sure. It's funny because I was just going back and forth with Scott on this and he was dealing with time zones and now he, I think he's got me all spun around. Yeah, okay, definitely. Jaleel Sadul, three o'clock. He's this, the, the co-founder and the CEO of Steamroller Studio. If you don't know what that is, you should definitely check it out before the actual stream. But uh, he was the person that we kept riffing on when we had a chat with Manny because Manny knows him, David knows him, and he's got a very interesting story. The, hit, the arc to his story and how Steamroller came about is definitely worth tuning in to listen to because it took a lot of very interesting turns. Like, for instance, to, to, not, to, not to spoil the story, but he did not set out to make what Steamroller is. It kind of evolved from a completely different motivation, which is, I find, very fascinating, especially considering how successful and how large that, that particular organization has grown to, uh, grown to become. So please do show up. Three o'clock uh tomorrow eastern standard in the afternoon and we'll have that chat with him david and i okay so hopefully i'll see you somewhere there so uh, sorry uh, hopefully man i just can't talk tonight maybe i need to go to bed too hopefully i'll see some of you at that stream tomorrow and if not i'll see you the next one have a good one cheers thanks for listening to this episode we hope you got a lot out of it Agora Community is a free resource for artists in the animation, visual effects and gaming industries, providing daily educational material, free rigs and assets. We also have a range of experts you can purchase affordable animation reviews from to help you level up your skills. 
You can check it all out at agora.community. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and LinkedIn for updates on upcoming conversations and free animation quick tips. So, until next time, stay tuned and stay animated.